Hello there, I want to welcome you to this week's Deeper Dive. Deeper Dive is an extended cut of what God is doing during our weekend message times at Generations Christian Church. My name is Johnny Scott, I'm the lead teaching pastor here. And as we gather together and open up God's Word, we think that there's always something deeper for us. It's it's never what it is at first glance, and so Deeper Dive goes into those things. I hope it blesses you through this week. Uh, There's a lot of things that happen during the message that are in the about notes for this week, but we're looking at the things that Jesus left us. Jesus ascends to the right hand of the Father. So many people pray and say, I've prayed Jesus into my heart. We serve a three-in-one God. He is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Our our God, Yahweh, is three-in-one. And so, yes, we have a personal relationship with Jesus, but in all technicality is the Spirit of God that comes. Jesus says, I must go away and I'm sending the Spirit. But there's some things that resonate with one another and come to us in this kind of symbiotic relationship. We've been looking at these things that Jesus has left us to complete the mission. The mission is connecting people to Christ. And on our journey of things that have been left to us, we see the Spirit. And the Spirit is the giver of the gifts. One of the gifts that are given are different gifts to people in the body that really ultimately culminate with unity. Unity happens in the body. And then one of the next things that we start to understand is because the Spirit's living in us, we get worship as a gift, our our corporate worship together, our private worship alone. And so we've got that as well. And then uh, the the next thing that, that we look at is we get Scripture. We live in a day and age where we all have such access to the Word of God. And so uh, the Spirit, again, is working to reveal the deeper meaning of God's Word. We do this, again, corporately, and there's unity that happens when, when that happens, but you also do it by yourself. You can seek God's Word out, and God can speak to you through His Word, the Spirit, yourself. And so you are worshiping the gift, unity of the church, and your respective gifts as they build the church. That is one of the things left to us. The Word of God, all of that, we're, we're making a march, we're making a path towards this prayer. So as we look at this moment when Jesus, the, the disciples come to him, they say, and teach us to pray. I, I don't know exactly what Jesus was doing or how he was praying. And, you know, as we talked about over the weekend, there, there are all kinds of things that I imagine that Jesus was asked. Hey, Jesus, will you teach me this? The, the way that you just calmed those waves, I want that. The way that you healed that person, I want that ability. None of those are recorded. The, the one thing that the apostles say teach us how to do was prayer. So there, there must have been something dynamic, impactful, captivating, um, curious about the way Jesus would pray, the connectivity that he had when he prayed, and the apostles saying, I've, I've got to have that. I've got to get on that. So we, we looked at that this week, specifically the Luke 11, 1 through 4 text. And then there, there are some things in Matthew chapter 6 version as well that add some color to what, what we pulled out. There are six tenets, uh, six petitions. When Jesus gives us a model or a construct for praying, this isn't Jesus's prayer. This is Jesus teaching us and all disciples how we need to pray to him, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And uh, so... There's some specific things that we walk through in the teaching this week, but there's some things we didn't get to, and that's what Deeper Dive is all about. You know, one is there's an, there's an entire Jewish mindset of what prayer is when um, 
Jesus is teaching these folks. It's not like they don't understand prayer at all. They've been praying. Praying is part of their culture, society, and customs. And so there are a couple of prayers uh, that would come to mind right away that Jesus would be adding to this tradition. Jesus would be giving new revelation that didn't um, take away from anything in the Old Testament or the Law of the Prophets, but would add to it. One of those famous prayers would be the high priestly prayer in Numbers 6, 24 through 26. One of the most famous prayers of the Old Testament. The Lord bless you and keep you, it says. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. This is found in Numbers 6, 24 through 26. It's the famous prayer that the, the high priest would pray annually. And this would become... Uh, a very common Jewish prayer. Another one is found in 2 Chronicles 7.14, a famous Old Testament prayer that would be shaping the prayer mindset of people. When Jesus steps up to the plate and says, here's how to do it, this prayer is on everyone's mind. 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's, it's, it's another, you know, the Old Testament ideas of repentance in here, a, a healing, but it's very nationalistic. Um, it's, it's not as personal even as the number six prayer or what Jesus would call everyone to do in the, the six petitions that he lays out for us in uh, our teaching this week. Uh, there's a lot of other verses that are in the About section that I hope you get some time to go and look at where Jesus gives further teaching, Matthew 7, 7 through 11, Matthew 9, 38. There's about 15 of them here that you can kind of sift through to get a broad understanding of everything that Jesus said to do with prayer. But I would really point you towards one thing specifically, and that is the Romans 8 passage. Romans 8 verses 24 through 26. Jesus is really talking to through Paul. Paul is got this tree. Romans kind of plays out like a legal document. And there's tons of detailed explanation about our justification. And Paul gets that there are times we don't even know what to pray. When he's explaining the Spirit and the work of the Spirit, this is my go-to. My go-to verse for prayer. I probably quote this once a week in counseling people. It says this in Romans 8, for in this hope we are now saved. Starting in verse 24. Now hope is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And describing the mystery of our faith, everything about it. And, you know, our inner, inner thoughts about what we think about how we build our lives on this faith. And then it comes around to the Spirit's job and prayer. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. For the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts know what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. 
and all we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Everything that Jesus has to teach us about prayer is done through the lens of a mobilizing, advancing kingdom, a spiritual kingdom that is growing, that is his for his glory. And that, that really is the, the context for Jesus saying, oh, you want to pray? Well, you got to be excited about the kingdom. You got to know the kingdom. You got to love the kingdom. And even when your own life and your own story in the greater, you know, story of the kingdom of God that is that is massive, when, when you're stuck on your story and you're sad about your story, it's like, I've even got something for that. The Spirit is going to help you to pray when you don't even know what you should pray. I'm so comforted by that verse. I hope that uh, you, you practice abiding in the Spirit this week in a deeper way and that your prayer life grows this week. This is one of the things that Jesus has left us, this active prayer life. This is your time.